I want to use this time to kind of break the ice, give you a chance to tell the people who you are, what you do, a little, a little more about you. And then when I go back in my office, we can kind of get into the nitty gritty. I would have you to know I'm in the works to become a public speaker, get these paid gigs. Yeah. But for those that don't know, this is an episode of Monetize Your Lifestyle where we highlight people that make money by being themselves. We had CEO Sean here, and now is a great time. I'd like for him to introduce himself, his age, what he's doing, what he's good at, what he's bad at, if he wants to share. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can do that now, bro. All right, man. So my name is, like you guys know, my name is CEO Sean. I'm a 20-year-old entrepreneur. I trade out the stock market, but I'm also a business. I invest in businesses in the private equity space. So I trade companies, but I also acquire them too. So that's kind of a little bit of running down on me. What I'm bad at, I'm bad at giving up. So I like to throw these icebreakers in because I've been, you know, getting my info from David Shans, you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Most of us, some of us, I say like this, live in the real world, if you will. They're more realist. And the yeah. rest of us are dreamers and, you know, we have goals that we set for ourselves. I want to ask you, I'm going to go back. You're 23, so I can't go too far back. I'm 20. <laughs> 20? Yeah. 20? Cool, I can't go too far back, but what are some of your dreams and goals? And the, the second part to that is, have you reached those dreams or goals? Well, all the dreams? Well, just, this is a better question. What dreams have you been able to monetize? What dreams have I been able to monetize? Well, trading options, making six figures from it, been able to do that. Congratulations. Um, appreciate it. Outside of that, that's it, because I only dream big. I don't really have small dreams. So all the dreams that I have, it's not that easy to actually attain. So I think that's probably why. Like a lot of them haven't been achieved. Like I just put in a lot of work. I put in a lot of hours every day, trying to wait to make sure that I get to them. Goals that take me five years to take, five years to get to, I try to cut it down to five months, six months. And then from there, when I fail, I'm much farther ahead than most people are getting to that goal. So I think that's just how I like to look at it. I don't really have small dreams. So if I had small dreams, I would have way more. But outside of big dreams, I think those are, that's the only one that I've hit, that I set, and I know that I set. Okay. I like to give out, I like to like get over the hump. I have a question in the comments is explain trading. Why don't you go ahead, we're gonna do something different, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell the people how they can get in contact with you and most importantly, what products or services do you offer in the trading space? Yeah, so obviously you can hit me up at CEO Sean on all platforms. And it's just the level that you're at because there's some beginners and stuff like that. You could just go on my social media page and I'm literally giving free information about how to get started with trading, like literally how to set up the account, how to get options, the difference between options contracts, how to trade, all that stuff. I'm literally posting that on my social media. If you want the work, or you, if you want to work with me to help implement everything, right? So implement it in a shorter amount of time so that way you can start implementing it and taking action now, then you can just reach out to me, period. And then from there, we can set up a call. And then from there, I can reach out to you guys, book something with you, and then we can talk. I just want to see where I best fit into your life because most people don't really fit. Most people just want to fit, oh, I want to do a mentorship with you, but they're not ready. Or they're not, or they're not at the place where they still need the foundation built. And it's like, mm, that's not the best where you're at. So how about I help you with this? Then from there, you monetize based on the, uh, the information I give you here. And then from there, all right, back. now we can work up to a mentorship. Now we can work up to personalizing my time towards you and stuff like that. I structure 
everything that I do around time and not off of price. So depending on how much time I need to give to you to get you the result that you need, that's what I base it off of. But yeah, if you want to work with me, just reach out to me. Just tell me, show me you're interested. And there we go, call and talk, chop it up. Cool, cool. So I'll be transparent. When I came to California in 2018, I started working at Tesla. Yeah. And Tesla was cool because, well, first off, since the iPhone came out, every time I get an iPhone, I go to my tab and I remove the stocks widget. I remove all these unnecessary widgets, right? Yeah. For years. When I started working at Tesla, I would have you to know, every time we would come to work, the talk of the job is, has the stock gone up? What's the price now? Woody woo. Man, I tell yeah. you, after about after about a couple of a couple of months, the talk was like, man, wait a minute. We had 160, the stock at 200. I said, it's at what? <laughs> 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 and then as it began to rise, I said, man, wait a minute. Let me go and add my stocks widget to keep keep up. And I would have you to know I was trading not hundreds, not one thousand, but up to twenty thousand shares of Dogecoin prior to it doing anything. On my forklift at Tesla. And so that was my intro to stocks. By working at Tesla, I was familiar with the stock. Plus we got free stocks. So I was like, okay, they're giving me this asset. I don't know what to do with it. Let me just learn. Yeah. So I was Man, I mean, I came in 2018. I was 27 or 28-ish, I want to say, before I even took stock series. You're 20, bro. Tell us your intro to trading, how you got involved with it, how you fell in love with it. The most important part, for me at least, what got you committed to it? That's my question. So I started in 2020, going into 2021, uh, when I was graduating high school, my senior year. I had, I was in COVID during the time, so I was at home and I went through some things with, you know, some friends and stuff like that, I had fallen out and I wanted to, my revenge was to be successful. So I said, okay, well, which avenue could I be successful in? And I just started doing research. So I tried wholesale real estate, I tried e-commerce, I tried a whole bunch of different things. And then eventually I stumbled across options. It's kind of like, okay, so options, this is the thing. This is the thing I like about options. So with wholesaling, right, you need other people, right? You need other people to kind of, like, you need to market to people, you need to call people, stuff like that. It's, it's based on everybody else. I don't like people. So I want to be to myself. I just want to operate and trade and stuff like that. And I just want to do things on my own, but still be able to monetize it. Because I was young, I don't want to have to talk to anybody and be social. This is just so I can learn how to do at my age and still be able to monetize it without necessarily anybody knowing. So I took $500 that I had, I took college and I started trading in December. I went to, it only took me four days to learn. And after about two weeks, I turned that $580,041. And then from there I was like, oh, this is crazy. So at that point I was hooked. I just said, I'm just gonna keep doing it. Like, I'm not gonna give up. Like, this is the focus. So yeah, that was just my referral. I think I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it one because it's like it's almost like it's because you're understanding because the market is comprised of people. It's comprised of multiple individuals buying and selling and their in their desires onto the market based on how they feel. And it's like it's interesting because you can like see how they feel. You can see the fear, you can see the greed, you can see the emotions and the psychology of the buyers and sellers in the market. And I thought that was very interesting because very, it showed me that people are 
it showed me how people operate in real life. It showed me that you can read people. The same way you can read the market, I can read people. And people have tells. So the same way the market has tells, oh, I can see it's gonna bounce off this rejection level or something like that, whatever indicator that is. I'll notice that and I'll say, okay, that is gonna bounce off this level or it's gonna do this. And then from there, I'm gonna make this prediction or this assumption based on what I see. And I think you could do that with people too. So the reason I like the stock market is because the more that I get better at it, the better I can understand my surroundings and understand life. And also understand capitalism too, because capitalism drives the market heavy. So I'm fascinated with capitalism because one, it's extremely a valuable tool, invaluable tool, but at the same time, it's like anybody can do it. Like you don't need people to necessarily do all this stuff. You, you should just literally wake up, pull up your chart and just start reading and understanding things. And then from there, just operating off of that. And I thought that was a beautiful thing because I didn't necessarily have to rely on anybody else. It was a good transition from being, you know, under my parents to literally being, you know, doing my own thing without them. I think that's why I like a question. A question for me, just to be selfish a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember your first trade? So I, I, I give you an example. All right. So, what was cool for me was <laughs> just to kind of finish the story. Yeah. I ended up filing like leave at Tesla because it was COVID. Yeah. And I could make more. I could make more at home than at work. And so I did that, and I found myself at the house, and I was up one night, and I just got on this tangent. I don't know how. I guess I just kind of was putting that time in, like Ian says, and I came across this thread talking about Dogecoin. And so I literally put, I cashed out, this is a rival that I cashed out, whatever I had is some stocks, and I had about $71 and I invested in Doge, and then I went to sleep. And then when I woke up, I had like $1,000. So uh, it was like 9.97. I said, you know what, bro? Yeah, we ain't, hey man, let's go, let's go, let's go, baby. Now what's crazy is this, I did that, cashed out, I took 9.97 and then I invested. I went into crypto, more crypto, and I did a split. I invested half into Terra. Uh, it's not Terra. Is it CB? It's a. Uh, it's like a LimeWire crypto. I can't think of the name right yeah. now. But anyway, I invested in that half and did the other half inside of Amp, Amp uh, token in the Gemini app. Yeah. BTT BitTorrent. That's the word. Hey, half and half. BitTorrent, BTT. I think now it's something different, but long story short, did that. And then I was able to take advantage of Gemini and, and pretty much over leverage. So I pretty much borrowed money I didn't have. And then <laughs> like the next couple of days, it went up. I cashed out what I owed and I just kept the, the remaining balance. I did that for about maybe three months, maybe like almost three months, maybe like four to five days. And I was up like, like 15,000. And then um, it all went to rent money. I moved into, if you watch my video with Wealth, and I say I was paying 3000 a month, yeah. that's how I was paying. <laughs> that money was coming from, this money I made in crypto, you see what I mean? So I rented three bands, and I got 15 Gs, you pretty much know, in about four or five months, I'm, I'm, I'm out of options. And yeah. I ended up getting a job because I blew all my crypto uh, profits on paying rent. The funny part about it, it was my first time really honing in on the market, so, I didn't know what to do because I had never been in a situation where the market shifted. If you, I mean, you know, like you can kind of talk to somebody and see that if they're a trader or if they're serious, then if they lasted two cycles or one year, they can move accordingly. Well, that was my first cycle. And so I'm asking you, do you remember your first trade? How did it happen? Can you give us the play by play? Because 
what I've learned with interviewing people and then telling people how I make money, sometimes it's that first thing that makes them understand. Yeah. So the first trade that I took was the 580 into 2000 trade. That's one. It was December, December 25th. What stock was that? Neo. Um, uh, yeah. Neo? Neo? What ticket? Um, but I, uh, December 25th, I got a course, a trading course, and I studied that. It was December 25th. It was December 25th. I stayed studied late at night. December 29th was when I placed my first trade. So that four day period, I was just studying and I was just, I was studying the course. I was studying trades. I was studying, I picked the stock to study. I studied Neo and then I decided to take a trade on it and I put the 580 in it. And then from there, I had, there was a news or something like that coming up two weeks out. And so I was like, all right, a month contract is, gives me enough, a good cushion. So I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait. So I held it. I, it was two months. It was one month that I had it out. It moved up to like $66.99 from like $49 or something like that in about that two week time span because of the news and stuff like that. And then from there, I just sold it when the market opened at $66.99. And then from there, it just started dropping at that point. But I had already cashed out and I already made my money because I sold it as the market opened. And I had made my $2,000 off of that because it was a swing trade. So I was holding, a swing trade means I'm holding it longer than a day. So I just so happened to hold it for, I bought a month contract, but I held it for two weeks. So I sold it two weeks in. So I still had half. Was, you know, was, I that, was that 100 contracts? Mm-mm, it was one. Also, you, you invested 580 into one contract a month out and you yeah. made $2,000 off, off, that, off that one trade? Yeah, off that one contract, yeah. Okay. It was a um, return, about four, three or 400% return. Okay. Uh, Neo, what kind of stock is that? It's an EV company, basically like Tesla, but it's, you know, in the China, basically. So they were unleashing new cars and stuff like that. There was some good information about it. There's supposed to be a rival to Tesla, quote unquote, and everybody was hyping that joint up. So I was like, all right, let me just play off of this earnings. I played off of that. I played off of the buildup because I, I studied and I realized, okay, what happens during earnings? Well, typically uh, anticipation builds up, the price of it increases and stuff like that. So I said, all right, bet. So I said, it's either gonna spike up or it's gonna gradually grow up. So I said, all right, bet. I'm just gonna hold it until the earnings day until that day it gets released and stuff like that. There was good news. I was paying attention to news and what was talked about about it. It was only good news. So investors were, I guess, happy about that. They got greedy. So they were buying the market up. And if not, I just capitalized on that. I just wrote it. So I caught it at the, not the bottom bottom, but I caught it at a very low price. And I also knew that it was probably going to keep going back up uh, to, because of the news and because of that catalyst and because EV sectors was going crazy at the time too. What, what what platforms were you using to source your information? Was it Google? Was it some like a, a trader app? How'd you how'd you find out about uh, Neo? It was Google. It was a mixture. Well, it was Google. It was on YouTube. I was watching YouTubers. Used a lot of YouTubers were talking about it. They were giving their price targets and information about it. I did research on them on Neo. So I looked up articles. I looked up on Google. I looked up on uh, StockCharts.com was another one. Uh, I used Finviz as well a little bit but then the rest of that i think i think it was just google pretty much because google i just i just google because i just need information about them like if they're a good company the financials all that stuff so once i got the financials and the information and stuff and i said okay it's a good company this isn't just bad stock necessarily um it has a lot of potential 
to actually go up to the price that they say it will. So I just said, let's do it. So <laughs> at that point, I just held it. Cool, cool. Where do I want to go with this? You are 20. So I know for me, if I started in 2018, and it's now, well, that was that, that was like 2021. 20, that's like three years. So boom. So if I'm asking myself a question I'm about to ask you, it would be how long did it take for you to monetize that investment in terms of time? I would ask, I would answer myself and say, okay, if I was first introduced well, seriously to stocks and you know, the, you know, whatever it is, uh, 2018, 2018, 2021, like three years. So three years until I saw profit from it, putting that time in. What would you say is the time period from that time you turned positive cash flow from the time you started learning the information? I knew about it, so a couple months. Uh, so I knew about it, like, cause I was doing wholesale real estate. So I knew about it cause I was, everybody was talking about trading and stuff like that. Okay. But I, and then eventually I did it and committed to learning about it December 25. So I think, so technically- December 25 to, to what? December, December 29th when I placed the trade. And I sold the trade January 11th. So that's why I was like, well, it only took me four days to technically learn it. Technically speaking, it only took me four what, days. What year was this? Uh, 2020 going into 2021. Man, we, man, we, hey, we was making money, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let's make it sis now. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what, bro? You know what? It's so funny, bro, because they did my YouTube channel. When I first started, bro, I kid you not, this is so cool, man. There was a, there was a website called BitFury, right? And with BitFury, you could upload your cash into like any crypto. Me, I was using Bitcoin. And what I would do is I would go into these little gambling, it's a gambling site. You should gamble uh, crypto. And I would yeah. gamble Bitcoin off the probability that was always high. You know, reasonable, reasonable. So I would, I would earn like a couple of Satoshis here and there like fast. And I was making some pretty good money. My earlier YouTube videos is me doing that. And that was that same time period. My question now is, because I mean, by the time I made that money per se, right? I was already making money. I was already living life, enjoying myself, buying things that I wanted to buy. I, did, I didn't really get locked into my purpose, bro. Honestly, until last year when I met you and everybody else. But not, even now I'm getting more refined in where I feel I fit in this in this astral plane if you will this reality at 20 bro you made the money you had the exposure what do you feel is your your purpose uh in this space in the training space yeah in your industry i feel like my purpose my purpose in the trader space it sounds cliche but it's like just educate people on how to do it i'm good at it i'm also good at breaking stuff down and simplifying things because I've had to teach young people how to do it. So if I can teach young people how to do it, I can teach older people how to do it. But my goal is just to simplify the information and make it just make it make it accessible to people so that way they can implement it for themselves. Gatekeep as very little as possible, if not at all. And make sure they just have like all the resources that they need because they don't really have necessarily have to pay for it. Like even if it's for me, like if they want to work with me, it's not like you're paying for information. Like obviously I'm gonna give you some information, I'm gonna give you game, but I'm more so gonna cut your time because you don't want information like you want a result like at the end of the day you're coming to me not because you want to learn more because you want to get a result you want to get a payoff from it so my focus is the payoff so decreasing the time and the 
an increase in the effort and increase in the output in certain areas that you weren't outputting before so you can get to the result that you want. That's my only focus. So I think with just courses and information and teaching about social media, I'm just trying to give the information away because I'm not going to be like, I don't want to just primarily just teach about it, you know, forever. Eventually I'm going to get to a point where I'm transitioning completely into business acquisition. But after, but like, I'm going to do, I'm still holding on to this for a little bit and I'm still going to do it too. Cause it's like, it doesn't take any much time for me. I already have the skill internally, so it's not hard. I'm just going to, my focus is shifting towards wealth building rather than income creation. Cause trading is basically income at the end of the day. It's still a job. You just make way more money doing it compared to other jobs. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of like more so a glorified job, but like the real wealth building stuff is what I'm trying to teach because that's what's actually going to help people. And that also can help more people than just trading can. Now it's time for the fun stuff, man. You gave me all your political answers, you know what I'm saying? Monetize your lifestyle show, you feel me? I mean, when you met me, man, I was pushing the Audi and everybody be, be laughing at me, man, and cutting jokes because I just can't let it go, man. I mean, from the first time I had an Audi, bro, even to now, these experiences really do add color to my life. Ask me yeah. this. You got a million dollars. What you doing? If I have a million dollars, what am I doing with it? So first thing I'm doing is filing any taxes or anything I got to okay, pay for. Let's, let's, let's do this because it's, it's a two-part. It's a two-part question. And you get okay. You went up to a million dollars in stock. You have a million dollars in stocks. In stock? Yes. Oh, I'm selling. Well, what is what stock? What what million dollars is it in? Like, what I mean, is? I'm not I'm not well versed in the stock space, so I mean, it could be it could be index fund. It could be. A, a, a dividend, it could be Apple, it, you know, I mean, like, in, in your portfolio, whatever you're more than 50% invested in, it could be that stock. I don't know what that is, but. Okay, so I'm liquidating 90%, so 900,000, I'm taking out that. I'm gonna leave 100,000 in there to grow, but okay. not, I'm going to, I'm gonna take, actually a question, so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take half of, I'm gonna take half and half, so I'll take another half, I will buy a business with it. I'll set it aside just so I, so I can possibly do maybe like a 10, 20% down payment or down payment as in like cover 10 to 20% of a business acquisition deal where I'm selling finance, where I'm selling financing it at least 80 to 90%. So I still have to cover the other percent. They cover the rest of it. I have the money to actually fulfill the, the business acquisition. I put my money in it, acquire it. I do that for two businesses. I'll take that business. I'll take one of the businesses, roll it up into the other one, which increases, which will increase the valuation. From there, I'll uh, adjust the op uh, the operations inside of the business, change the staffing and stuff like that, set it up so that way it can run without me. And then once I do that, it'll take that'll take me about a year or two. And then from there, I'm going to exit. And then from there, I'm gonna take the money from that and do the same thing. All right, cool. Now you got a million cash. Got a million cash. Yeah. If I have a million in cash. I'm gonna get. Ooh, this is what I'm probably gonna do. So if I have a million in cash, I have enough. To, I have enough money to. So I'm gonna spend. So I can live off of. I can live off of fifty thousand a year. Cause I don't have a crazy lifestyle. So I'll take fifty thousand of that, and I'll set that in the bank account. Automatically pay for rent, bills, expenses, and stuff like that. And then for a year, I'm sitting in my house, and my only focus is how ten million dollar deals are done. Like buying a business that's worth ten million dollars, stuff like that. Um, like five to $10 million. Like I want to study those businesses. Like if I could buy one of those and then from there, 
while I'm, I'm studying for a year straight, like no distractions, no nothing. And I'm just studying like how to buy a $10 million business. And then from there, after about a year of studying and stuff like that, if I it's probably not gonna take me that long, but studying, finding mentors, getting information and stuff like that, but also calling people, reaching out, et cetera, doing calls, eventually I'm gonna have one. And my goal is to, it'll be to close on either a business that's doing five to $10 million a year in revenue, and then use the million dollars in cash as some form of down payment or some form of collateral to get a loan or get a debt or something like that to service the deal. I'm gonna acquire it, do the same thing. I'll just build up the operation and stuff like that, fix some things up, put an operator in there, probably have probably have a C-suite uh, executives and stuff like that to run everything. And then from there, when I say C-suite, I mean CEO, CFO, chief financial officer, chief uh, information officer, all that stuff, right? I have all of them do it. And then and after I do that and the business is automated, it's already profitable, it's already making money. At that point, I'm just gonna exit again. And then uh, we get a payout Probably, I'm probably gonna sell it for a 2X, 3X multiple. So if it's worth 10 million, I'm probably gonna sell it for 20, 30, something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> I have written down, wrote down here to see. Okay, so I have some, I have some, I have some selfish questions. Yeah. But before I get to those, I wanna entertain the elephant in the room. Okay, so monetize your lifestyle. For me, I've made all of the things that I love to do in my personal life businesses. So it's like, I ain't got to pay for it, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy being involved in the business. Would you say right now that the fun of life for you is the work? I'd say yes and no, because the work is, you know, work still. <laughs> it still feels that way sometimes. Sometimes it feels like, okay, at the end of the day, it's fulfilling work. So I guess, yeah, the answer is yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm waking up and I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm getting myself closer to my goal. So even if something's happened, it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm still gonna keep working. I'm still going to do the things that I need to do. And I think getting myself in a position where I have creative problems is the key. Cause yes. be surviving. Cause surviving, like survival problems is, is tedious. Like you're just repeating the same cycle until you work out of it. Creative problems is, oh, I just bought this business and I just lost all my employees and I have to figure out how I'm gonna hire everybody back or something like that. Like that's a creative problem. Cause like it's a, cause once I figure it out, I will get a crazy payoff from it. But surviving is like, oh, well I solved the problem of not having something to eat. <laughs> and then I got, guess what? Next month I'm still gonna have, to have the same problem. And it's like, it's not a, it's very a cyclical and I don't want to have cyclical problems. I want to have problems that make me think. Like, I think that's what I think. If the work is creative, then that's what, that's what gives me fulfillment, and that's what brings me happiness. Cool, cool, cool. All right, bet. One more little fun question, then I get into my uh, myself at once. You know what I'm saying? In a perfect world, I love this audience. If you're if you're a realist, you know, just don't listen for the next two minutes. But in a perfect world, you feel me? How much money would you want to make per month? In a per What's perfect world, how much money would I want to make per month? What's your number? Uh, would I like to? Yeah, get your number. Oh, there's no number. I mean, I, mean, I can just say a billion. What's the, what's, the, what's the number that excites you? You wake up like, ah, and if I had this, woo, per month, we doing something. What's that number? Oh, so, so a number like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I, a fulfilling number. Yes, thank you, a fulfilling number. Uh, right. A fulfilling number, that's a good question. Right now. Okay, okay boom, so I'll, I'll go first, I'll help you out. 
My number is $43,200 per month. That's my number. Okay. And you're saying this for right now, 20 year old or something? Yes, Not right like, now. Okay, right now? Oh, I say a million a month. Like, okay, cool. Cool, yeah, yeah. That's my number. All right, now we're talking. Now we're talking, man. Now we're talking. Okay, boom. So, have you read this book? Of course I have, yeah. <laughs> I love that book, yeah. yeah we in my group, we, my consistent group, we love that book. Yeah, I um so when I got this book, shout out to my mama. Um, you know, she was like, What you want for Christmas? Like, mama won't celebrate Christmas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then um I would have you to know I was doing something and I heard I heard Hermosi and the light bulb went up. I said, wait a minute, bro. Hey, uh give, give me some books, man. Some some books that's gonna bring us some money. Yeah. So when I got this book, I went straight to chapter ten. I believe chapter ten is I think it's mergers and acquisitions or the beginning of it's the meat yep. of it. I'm actually gonna just read it for the people so they can know what chapter I'm talking about. It's chapter ten. That guy's a beast. Yeah, bro. And you know what's so crazy? I I I enjoy reading this book too because one of the things that I'm aware of. The boom. The biggest deal of all. The billion dollar LBO of of Beatrice. Yeah. Chapter ten. So, so what I what I noticed was as as men of color, men of melanin. We have to be aware of our diagnostics, our health. As much money as we want to make, it should reflect in our health screens. And yeah. so that's the one thing that I felt this book showed me. Kind of like, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businessman. You know what I'm saying? I end up having to do some hours in jail. And it hit me and said, man, you know what? I got everything but a bill bonds company. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I think that's pretty cool. So I want to segue that into this. Being a trader, an active trader, a long-term investor, what have you, options. Did you take time to decompress? Do you have a mental health regimen that helps you manage the stress of looking at numbers, feeding the emo feeling the emotions of the market? How do you how do you decompress? How do you battle dealing with that extra uh that extra stress? So I have a problem. Process, but I need to adjust it because it hasn't been working. Oh wow! <laughs> like, it's stressful. It's like more so. It's not even with trading. Like trading by itself is fine. Like that's not a problem. But when you balance trading with life, with people, with outside things and stuff like that, it becomes very challenging and tedious a little bit. So it's like you gotta balance. It's more so just balancing trading in your life. I can balance trading, balancing my life and trading. That's been a that's been a roller coaster. But typically, I like going on walks, meditating, as cliche as it is. But sitting with your thoughts and listening to yourself is very key because you're too busy listening to other people on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and people and stuff like that. So I think just clearing your head so you can hear yourself for once is actually very powerful. So I think I just like going for walks, meditating, just being in silence because my mind is, I don't like, when I say silence, I mean being quiet externally so I can hear what's going on internally. Like that's because my mind always be running for some reason. I'm never just, if I'm like not saying anything in my mind mentally, I'm just drained and I probably am an emotional place. And I don't need, <laughs> and I don't need to be doing any work because it's like, that's like, depression for me is me not thinking. That's that's being in a very low state. Like when I'm not creative or when I'm not thinking about anything, that's where I know, okay, maybe now I need, I need to take a break. Like I need to really rest because I can't even, I'm not even thinking about anything right now. And that usually doesn't happen a lot but it happens often. You know, that's just life being an entrepreneur. Life is stressful. You just gotta get over it, deal with it, suck it up. This is the life you chose. So start, like, do this work now so you can create the life that you want in the future. Here's a question I don't know if you ask yourself, man. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go here. 
You're 20, okay. I mean, like, you just, we just talked about mental health stress, right? As as a 20 year old, and well, being on this 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 earth, if you will, for 20 years, I don't really believe in birth. I think I've been here. I've always. But anywho, why not just get, get a job, bro? Like. So if you started this thing out of a pure bed, I just like, man, you know what? Let me go make some money. They ain't gonna know about it. They don't believe I'm doing this. Do, do you think that you would have found trading outside of that experience? Outside of what experience? When uh, you were telling me your origin, how there was a, a moment where you could make money in trading or you could make money outside of your friend group and it became a yeah. shop for you. Do you think outside of that experience, would you have found trading? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was heavily marketed. Now, because I always look at everything. Like, I always study everything. I don't believe in that. But if you ask I was going to be there regardless. Yeah, I, I know I was going to be there regardless at the end of the day. I was going to come across it. I want to do everything. Like, I study. I know how most business, I know what most business models are. Like, there's business models that I haven't, there's businesses I haven't seen, but I've seen every business model. So, business models, skill sets, things that you don't even think about, like who makes whiteboards, like who manufactures them, like that's a whole business. What's the production line look like? What patents and permits do you have to have? Like who manufactures like candles and stuff like that? Who makes the drywall material and stuff like that? And the ships that out to Home Depot. Who is like, who are financial bankers? Like, what do they do? Like, I always think about those things. So, I study like the pros and cons of both of those things. Not both, but all of those things. And I just compare. I just I'm constantly in a mode of comparing, like, which would be better for me to do. And then from there, I just try things. Like, so for trading, I tried it. I loved it. And that's going to be a part of it for the rest of my life. Real estate, it's like, I like it kind of, but it's like, uh, too slow. So it's like, there's certain aspects of it that I would do. But I think that's more so going to be a tax saving. That's going to be used for tax saving taxes. But other than that, it's like, uh, I don't really want to <laughs> do that. It's not my style. But... I think just te like testing the waters in different areas is just finding your style, finding what works for you. And then from there, just, I think, yeah, I I'll know I'm going to come back because at the end of the day, like I'm where I am right now because God led me here. So it doesn't matter necessarily what I had to go through. I would still come here. Like I was destined to be at this place right now. I feel the same way, man. I mean, so, so right now I have this book here. Well, first off, I did six figures last year, and I think it's so cool and interesting because, you know, with, without hitting six figures, I have, I've had a great life, bro. I've had some fun times. Yeah. So it's not the money, but the one thing, because, I mean, like, I went through a moment of anxiety where I said, man, you know, you just had two jobs, bro. Like, it's just it's just, it's just working two jobs, bro. Anybody could do it. But then when yeah. I look at the numbers, and I understand, dig on this, 15% of everybody in the U.S. make six figures, fifteen percent, and it's actually, it's actually fifteen point seven. It's fourteen point three percent, and eighty-five point seven percent of the U.S. don't make six figures. And so I forget the guy's name, but he's Jim Rohn. But it's like, man, what's so simple to do is also simple, easy. Probably was easy to do. It's also easy to not do. And so you know, I did this because last year, cool. What it showed me was, like. I was living life as a better way to live life, right? And then with this book, I'm highlighting me having a clothing brand and pretty much monetizing my lifestyle through fashion and confidence. But if I ask myself the same question I asked you, I think for me, every day I'm alive, bro, I come back to the same reality. If I was to just pick one thing and just drop clothing, I, I would have to force myself to not look 
in rags and go out and do some shopping. Yeah. Right? It's like, <laughs> if you were to just drop everything at 20 and say, man, you know what? I'm going to just get a high paying job at a job, high paying gig at a job, and they'll put a percentage of my money in the 401k, it's still going to end this fine. Either way it go, man. You put your money in the bank, they're going to take your money, you feel me, and put it yeah. into the index fund or the markets. So I try to introduce these realities on this on this show because the key to monetizing your lifestyle is really just like demystifying what that means. And I kind of want to go now into the specifics just for anyone that's curious about trading. Even for me, you know, I got a full plate, but I still, you know, when I get my extra, I still want to double down into index fund, dividends, etc. My question for you is this. Give the people the typical day of a trader at your level so that when when I'm saying this is my podcast, one time your lifestyle, I share with them how I pretty much make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So etc. It just comes to me, I attract it through um, through perception and manifesting. Yeah. With you as a, as a trader, like what's the typical day to day? Would you say the way you make money is a lifestyle because you have systems? Or would you say you've been at it so long? Uh, that you making money from it. Both. So, when you do it for so long, you eventually get systems, and then eventually, like you can still make. Like that's another thing too. You don't have to necessarily do this whole routine to make money. I know people that don't even have a routine whatsoever, and they make money. I know, but majority of the people that do make money, they have a routine. I think um, I kind of want to interject too. It's funny because like not having a routine and still having a routine. <laughs> exactly, not having a routine and still having a routine. Exactly, that's actually a good point. <laughs> See, it's like at the end of the day, it's like it's more so just it's just depending on who you are as a trader. Some term traders they can because it also depends on what type of trader are you. Because if you're a day trader, scalper, you have to wake up like at certain times so you can trade the market. Rather. If you're swing trade, well, actually, if you're swing trade, like, bro, I know swing trade, they just lay in bed all day. And then when they know, like, oh, I got to wake up this day at this time so I can sell this stock, get out of that 300%, move on, take the money, put in something else, wait a few more days, and do the same thing over again. So it's like, they have a routine, but it's just like, it just depends on the routine you want to like have. A, my, like a rhythm. Huh? Like a rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm, yeah, yeah. But my rhythm more so is just waking up. I wake up at, like, seven eight sometimes i'll be waking up late not gonna lie if i have like a long conversation with somebody at night and then i wake up at nine o'clock market over 9 30. <laughs> i'll still do this i'll still chart i i've done it so long where i know what i'm gonna trade what i'm looking for if i see it i see it. if i don't i don't so if i see something I like i just trade it if i don't see anything i don't trade anything because i don't see it i'm blind and i just go about it like that i make my life easy instead of trying to instead of trying to make money i look for it like because traders don't make money. Traders look for opportunity. Well, traders do make money, but they don't chase it. They look for opportunities right. where they can make it, and if they just capitalize on it. Like, that's all, that's what all it really is. So I just look for opportunities in the market, and I just take them. If I see something I, see, I, I like, then I just take it. And then I go about my day. It probably takes me 30 minutes to an hour to take that opportunity. And then I just... My day is boring at that point, <laughs> or stressful. Yeah, so, so like for me, right, uh, I pretty much make money through business, jobs, et cetera, and then I just pay. I make money in a short amount of time. I pay rent for a long amount of time, for, for periods of time. And then as the months go by, I'm not so pressed to 
to push out cash. So I want to get you business a little bit. Are you in a space where it's trade to trade or are things caught up at a six month time span? You just kind of going from there. Uh, trade to trade, not gonna lie. Cause I think other, I think that's another thing I was gullible. Cause I didn't like, there's certain things you can't really account for. Like there's yeah. certain things that just come out of nowhere. And it's like, and it's like, this is the only thing that's taking care of it. It's like, dang. I ain't think about that. So now I gotta take care of that. I don't know how to take care of it, but I gotta take care of it. It's still a problem. It's very prominent. So it's just kind of like I'm in this place where I'm picking and choosing my battles right yeah. now and figuring out what I wanna do, what I don't wanna do, et cetera. And but I still wake up and I still do I still operate how I need to operate. Like I still gotta trade, I still gotta look for the setups, I still gotta take stuff. So What uh what what's the time you go to sleep, typically? Typically I go to sleep, man. <laughs> At least 12, like, bare minimum. I'm about to say, man, I, man, bro, since high school, bro, like, man, if it ain't midnight, I ain't going nowhere, bro. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it depends. So, so, but most of the time, it's like, it'd be late. It'd be like 12. And then what time you get up? It's bad. I need to work on it. <laughs> and then what time you get up? Uh, like, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, just around that amount, around that time, 7, 8, 9. For sure, for sure. A little bit later, because I had a. Uh, it was a therapy session I had to do with some people, so that was I didn't get back to like four o'clock, five o'clock, so it was bad. But I but it's today's Sunday, so it's like oh, market's not open, woo! -hoo. So I can, I can afford to do that. But yeah, I can't. I don't be doing that during the weekday. But I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, man. So like even with me, man. Like you know, last year was wonderful, brother. Angle kept me down. Did a lot. Spent a lot of money. Had a lot of fun. Learned a lot. But now it's like. I'm doing the same thing, but I'm actually making less money. So yeah. for me, I told myself, uh, <laughs> I told myself when this time next year come around, I got to say, man, you know, I, uh, I hit, I hit six figures for the first time two years ago. <laughs> I can't say last year, you feel me? But here's, here's what I love about it. What I love about it is this, man, the, the, the way I invest the money now, it's as if I had the same amount of money last year. And so I guess yeah. I, I think, what I want you to speak to is, like with me, everybody's been telling me, man, look, do fashion week, man, do fashion week, do fashion week. And then I look up, they all in fashion week. You know what I'm saying? Either walking on stage, or in the crowd, or the modeling, what have you. And so, have you to know, we're doing uh, LA Fashion Week next month, and then uh, New York Fashion Week in February, and then I will probably be featured New York Fashion Week next September-ish. But I mean, I've always heard about it, bro, but to be honest, I wasn't in the headspace to even really hear it. Again, it's hitting that six figures, hitting that 10 years of doing it. Where is the rest of my money at? You know what I'm saying? That kind of vibe. Matter of fact, speaking of which, our episode with Name That Price airs, I think in the next seven days. I'm not sure, yeah. but I'll be doing season two of that in LA for Fashion Week, so. It's gonna be lit. I don't want to tear it too long. I think we hit all the all the touch points. Anything you want to speak on in terms of, I guess, maybe the the downside or some of the things that you didn't you didn't expect to run into. Yeah. So if I got if I got uh, people come, eighteen ways to lose money with a clothing brand. Give give the people you twenty. Give the people two things, two ways to lose money in the stock market. Two ways to lose money is not be disciplined and trade with emotions. That's two ways to lose money. You want to lose money? That's the quickest way to do it. Don't, don't, 
<laughs> All right, cool, cool. And then play, play to play a partner to partner. Do you invest in dividend stocks, bro? Mm-mm, no. Because I don't really, like, I'm in a period, like, when you're young, you should be taking as much risk as possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, even not gonna lie, I liquidated all the stocks that I had just so I like so I can do opportunities where I can grow yep. it. Cause like at the end of the day, like my two thousand dollars is growing and accruing over the year. But I can take that two thousand, turn it into twenty, and then turn that twenty into a hundred. And then the investment, me investing a hundred thousand is better than two thousand. But why not take the money now, take as much risk as I want, and then grow it since I'm 19, 20 years old. It doesn't make sense. So I take as much risk as possible. When I'm older, I just invest and stuff like that. Let that money accrue and stuff like that over time. Because the market's still going to keep going the same direction. But I still need more money so that I can get a higher output. Because $2,000 accruing over 10 years is going to yield an amount. But a million dollars accruing over five years will give it a higher amount. Always. Like, period. So I just need to focus on just increasing my income and increasing how much money I actually make. So that way, I have money to just dispose. Investing is for rich people and wealthy people to park their money in places and stuff like that so that way their money is safe. That's the only reason they do that. But they even park, but they park, they, they don't even park, you know what's funny? They don't even park their money in index funds more so, they park their money in the companies in the index funds. So they have equity in these companies. Oh, so, gotcha. like It's the reverse, gotcha, okay. But, when you buy a share, high level though. Yes, yeah, high level. Like when you buy shares, you're buying a, a, a super tiny portion of equity in the company. Why not buy like 10% equity? in the company which is probably like hundred tens of like, thousands like, of hundreds like, like, like borderline monopoly basically that's what they playing at the top like warren buffett is not a stock investor he's a business he buys businesses he buys he's, he's he acquires businesses he just acquires equity in those companies as they grow and that's why he makes a crap ton of money he owns percentages like actual percentages like dollar amount percent not like 0.0000000001 he owns like two percent five percent eight percent ten percent of all these companies that are worth billions of dollars. Like, that's the real game. Like, all these stock people and stuff like that talking about investing in index funds and investing in this and investing in that. It's like, that's for, that's fine if you're like 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, you're just trying to retire, you want to park your money somewhere and let it grow and accrue over time, or you're 30 or something like that and you're fine. But if you're in your 20s and stuff like that, you should not, you should not be investing in the S&P 500. You should be investing in the S&P 500. Like, you should be investing in yourself so you can grow because you're the high you're the highest you have the highest return possible if you park your money in the right places yeah i feel that i mean bro to be honest though i mean it's my life right now bro like you know maybe maybe because when i was standing in the penthouse it was a like, lot easier to like chuck money to the side because i mean i know what was going i know what i have what i have left yeah but now it's like i i try to move some money over there really just to have some like okay boom some money come through i probably took the hundred per week maybe just like I'm gonna spend it when I really need it, which is cool. But I get some games at the same time, and I don't call it taxes like that because I mean, it ain't that much money. But like right now, even with like the notion of Robinhood introducing uh, their own, uh, what's it called? I can't think of it right now. The thing you put in six thousand dollars per year. I can't think of it. Um, uh oh, Roth IRA. Roth IRA, yeah. And I'm like, man, six grand, bro. I could do. Boy, I, could, I could move that money a lot faster. So like with me. I'm definitely buying into the SME 500 right now. I mean, like, and and to the way of the world. I mean, how you feel about real quick? How you feel about the Bitcoin having coming up? You care? You don't care? Okay. Not gonna uh, lie, like, like sure. I care because I won't say like because it's like you just gotta 
I keep your focus. I'm just focused on the big game. Like these, I'm thinking from a billionaire perspective. They don't care. They don't like. They don't care necessarily. They don't directly care. Like it doesn't. It's not. Oh my gosh, Bitcoin! Did you see the bro? They're not calling their boys talking about something. Hey, did you see Bitcoin? Like they're not doing that. They like they chilling. But you gotta like. I'm just. I've been. My focus is just hanging around more billionaires and just listening to more billionaires and how they think. And they don't think like that. Like they, bro, none of them do that. Like they, they're so far past all that. They're just trying to put their money in the right places and just, it should, the way they play is so much simpler than we do. Like where they focus on things completely different. They focus on things we don't focus on. And also media and social media and TikTok and stuff like that, they own those companies. And they're pushing this notion about all the stuff that's going on that has nothing to do with what they're actually doing. Because they're not going to teach us the game that they're playing. There's a few that will. When you see those people, you have to cherish those people. Like, Naval is a perfect example. Um, look, look up Naval. Like, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, but he's a perfect example of giving like advice on what to do with this information that you could make you billions of dollars. But you just gotta like, like focus on, I just, you just gotta think, I'm just thinking from that perspective, they don't care about that stuff. They care about like taking, they care about control. They care about power. They care about equity. They care about ownership. They care about owning things without owning things. They care about saving, they're not spending money on taxes. They care about uh, reducing their tax liability. They care about maintaining their wealth. That's all folks because that's where I want to be. Yeah, cool, cool. Man, is the book out yet, man? You got, you got, you got no book out? I'm not. I'm writing the book now. I bet, brother. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, you met me, bro. I had like one book. Matter of fact, successcirclebookstore.com. We got five books, 18 ways, six speaker confidence, time management, instant confidence. And then, like, my first book, it was really 50 Course to Live, but I changed it to. The million, the millionaire me. Last question, bro. Question of the night, man. Or the day, rather. Yeah. It's not the money, clearly. But what is the difference with being a millionaire, a multimillionaire, a billionaire? What's that one? If you could itemize what that feeling is in one word, what would you, or two words, what would you say? Freedom. I say, okay, cool. They're truly free. Because they're not, they're not, when you own, when you create the game, you're not subject to being any of the pieces. So your focus should be owning the game. Like if I own this game or I created and developed this game, I am not susceptible to anything. I created it. I don't care if y'all like it or not, y'all are my pieces. Y'all play people and it's funny because how Monopoly works, it's like Monopoly is a monopoly. Like quite literally. Everybody buys it. Like no one else there's no other Monopoly game you buy. It's only, oh I'm playing Monopoly. And we buy the game, we play it where the pawn pieces in their bigger monopoly because we're buying the game and playing the game instead of playing it in real life. They're distract it's almost like a distraction almost. Like they rather us play it in that way rather than play it in real life. So that they can they, they can say the monopoly. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, it, it's really dark because it's like, you know, I always find it funny, even in conversation. I mean, for what it is, bro, what, what the old white guys are doing, man. I mean, they're doing something right. And the funny part about it is they refer to it as the games. Like, man, once you learn to play the game, it's not about even winning anymore. It's like, man, I just want to get good at playing the game. And for them, it's like, yeah, I make trillions of dollars, but that's just how it is. And that's so cool because even with me, man, like, when I win off perception like I do, 
I'm understanding you have to create your own reality. You know, even with truly fashion house, man, like me, man, I, for, for years, I had been toying at the idea of charging more, but it wasn't until I spent more and I started fabric testing. And it, it wasn't until I went into the Dior store and tried on a jacket that cost 3,100. And mine cost at the time 1,900. My price is now going up to 2,900. But what I learned was, said, man, bro, like, this ain't even all that, bro. Like, my sweat hit way harder. And then I learned my prices were cheap. So, you know, on the common level, when I meet people at random, like, man, I wouldn't pay that much for shirts. Like, bro, I'm cheap compared to what I'm seeing. You yeah. know? So, that's how I feel with that. With, this, is a, this is a curveball. Would you say the, the woman or women that you're interested in have to be involved in your industry? Would you say it would make it easier? Or would you say that it would be a whole lot easier if they weren't involved in trading? No. It would be cool. It would be it would be cool at first, but then it'll just be like, well, for example, like you go this way, you go this way. Like we cover more ground that way. Like it's real life. It's like why are we going the same direction? Like we can it's good for now because we can take care of each other and stuff like that and build up. But to a certain extent, we're gonna need more information. So you doing something different in a different industry, you might pick up on something you don't I don't see or that I won't be able to do. So and you can bring it back to the family and I can do the same thing. So I think being like, it's cool. It's like, you know, it's cool, nice. Oh, you made 30 hours a day, I made 40. We take the money, we just like, oh, we cool. And then we, you know, mess around with each other. And then we in our penthouse having fun and stuff. It's cool. But that's like that honeymoon stuff. But it's like, all right, well, what are we doing with this money? Where are we putting it? Like, it don't matter necessarily to me, but I would prefer like you doing something different because I can learn from you more so rather than us doing the same exact thing, like the exact same thing. <laughs> It'll be cool though. Yeah, uh, in, in my experience, I think I think the same is true. I mean, even, even right now, like I have female-oriented brands, but it's like, I need that representation so I can even double down on how the money's coming in. But I feel like, I learned something, man. I don't know, I, you know, like I still feel like it's important to get the bag, but then you gotta actually know what you, what, what you want. How heavy, how important, is goal setting and manifesting or saying affirmations. How important is that to you? It's 50-50. You set goals. It's like you spend less time putting the address into the GPS, but you spend more time driving to it. So set the set the GPS and drive. Like folks, like most so many people keep setting the GPS, then readjusting the map and then turning the map and then up. It's like drive, like get to the destination like you're gonna take more time and it sucks you have to drive it's easier to put in the gps it's harder to drive but driving is going to get you there so set the goal as quick as possible if you know where you want to go and then sometimes it might take a few minutes to figure out where you want to go which is okay but it's going to take majority of your time to actually get there so focus on getting there cool so in closing i want to end with this there's this dialogue here monetize your lifestyle with or you can pretty much make money being you. I learned recently, recently, well, yesterday, the difference between motivation and inspiration. Okay, follow me. Inspiration is asking those quality questions, like I call them, and then motivation is those statements that, that you reaffirm or that you uh, say a lot, right? Your manifestations, etc. Would you say that you're inspired, or would you say that you're motivated? Inspired by 
what I just want clarity, like inspired by what the world or inspired by would you, would, would you say that the way you make money when you wake up every day, is it a motivation to, to drive you to do that thing that monetizes or are you waking up inspired? Like I'm ready to set to go tackle it when you wake up. I'll say what drives me isn't going forward, but it's the fear of going backwards. So I'm fearful of going backwards. I'm fearful of failing. So I think that's what inspires me. Like you're not going to fail. Like, so <laughs> yeah. wake up and do it's like it's a don't do what you want to do, do what's required. Like if you do what's required, you will get to where you want to be. But most people they don't want to like they like they will oh I gotta have passion and love which is fine. Like if you have it, fine. But if you don't have it, don't then you gotta use something. Use whatever you have. I just so happen to have fear and I'm using that to drive me towards the higher goal because at the end of the day I know I'm gonna get there but fear is gonna make me go cry like it's easier for me to it's gonna be easy for me to run like a six minute mile but it's it's, it's easy for me to run a seven minute mile but it'd be much easier if I had a dog chasing me like right <laughs> exactly exactly and, and for me like my, my take on that is a sense of urgency like bruh like dog my time like right, like right now after after we kicked it with y'all well, after I kicked it with y'all, and then I ended up hanging with Wealth now, and then seeing, uh, did I see you at uh, Taco Mac? Okay, oh, I don't think so. No, it was um, it was uh, Jada and uh, Growing Pains. I yeah. seen. But yeah. when I left, I get to my, I get to the house and said, man, you know, I don't feel like going back to work, bro. And I said, you know what? I, I mean, to be honest, from 2018 to now is the longest I've actually had a job. You know. That's every bit of eight, three, like five years. Almost six. That's as long as I've had a job. Prior to 2018, I'm, I'm freelance. But it's like, it's so many words. Really feel everything that comes with the way you monetize your lifestyle. It's really better than having a job. Not every way. Because people, I commend people that actually have jobs because their life is so much easier and they make more money doing it. <laughs> they make more money with an easier lifestyle because you have to take, with business you have to take way more risk and you have the opportunity to make a lot, but you also have the opportunity to lose a lot. You have the opportunity to make money, but you also have the opportunity to lose money. So you have to, it's a risk. So you have to take the good with the bad, especially if you're a beginner. If you have the skill set to monetize it and you have the right people around you, then that's fine. But if you don't have, if you don't have that skill, then you should like i recommend just keeping your job taking that money and then using that as your investor to pay for your mistakes because you're going to make mistakes so have your job pay for your mistakes so that way you develop the skill set enough to the point where you don't need the job anymore to the point where you make it's it's a it's a burden to have a job in terms yeah. of yeah so empowered plates what kept you motivated freelance and not fearing job security so to go on the tangent real quick what happened was this when I, well, first off i went to college for architecture, I was there seven years and everything was paid for. And I realized I could like take advantage of this and just grow my clothing brand. So I was like, I've been wearing this, I've been wearing a truly shirt, my own clothing brand since my junior year of college. And I made the decision to come to late, I made the decision to make a new shirt every day and come to class late and sit in the front of class, you know what I'm saying? And then do my shirts in the front of class with my laptop up. I'll get customers, clients, you know what I'm saying? Complaints, referrals, the whole nine. So after doing that in college, by the time I graduated college, I was monetizing my clothing brand. When I relocated back to Atlanta from Baton Rouge, where I went to school at, instantly I had my friend group and we started a movement with my clothing brand and I made a lot of money doing that. Um, and then I hit a peak where I was monetizing both my own clothing brand and freelancing 
my services that I provided to myself. So that's when I got the whole freelance idea. Prior to me having a clothing brand, what started me was because I was pursuing architecture. So when I say monetize your lifestyle, what, what made it easy for me to do freelance and not fear a job was because I had been doing it so long and I had a, a jump start, which was college, where I ain't got to worry about paying bills so I can actually labor time into the skill set and the clientele and the confidence to do it. And so by the time it really mattered that I had a job, I mean, granted, I'd be transparent. I had little wings, I had little wing spots. I worked at the mall, the clothing mall, worked at level 21 for a little while. Um, and then I came home, I had temp jobs, but funny, when I raised my prices for my outfits to $100, Roscoe Dash was the first person to buy a $100 outfit. And then I took that and then I went back to school and graduated again, not, really, not literally, but to visit old friends and I rekindled my relationships. And so what made it easy was I started getting these big opportunities. And then what happened was uh, I met a friend of mine at the Giving Clothes to Sco for so long. He said, man, I just got Southwest coming up. I need a 10 piece from you. I'm gonna pay you X amount of dollars. I did that, lost my job in the same week. <laughs> and from that period, <laughs> So, you know, when I came to California in 2018, I just was making money. Like, bro, I need some shirts, I need some outfits, hit me up, bro, what you drop, man, I need some new stuff. We going out tonight, maybe something real quick, and it just snowballed because I knew that everybody around me needed some clothes to wear because it's Atlanta and we all going out. I said, man, cool, if I just keep it right here, I'm good. And the freelancer part kicked in when I'm in the studios all the time, now I can barter. So if I need gas money and we going out, listen, don't pay me, I'll ride with you. I say my gas money, we good, right? <laughs> listen, I need some food or I need a haircut, I'm gonna just make a shirt for you, feel me? And you keep your cash, I keep my money, I ain't got to pay you. And it just keep rolling and rolling. See, like now, my obsessive work habits, I mean, I spent most of my life trying to do paid ads. But most of it has been in-person referrals. And so even like now, I came to California in 2018, as I explained in my book, you feel me? Which is what I call 18 Ways. Uh, everything we could put. I ain't made a decent amount of money on my clothing brand since 2018. Now, freelancing though, other brands, I've made thousands of dollars. And so I had to go to luxury because my taste went luxury. Spent six figures, bought rings, bought watches, you know, rented cars. Feel me, all this fun stuff. And I said, man, why can't my brand reflect that? So it's like, you know, them $100 outfits, them $50 t-shirts ain't in it no more, man. Like I can't even, I'm getting 30 an hour. I'm making eight, I'm making six figures without selling a shirt. Like I ain't even got to sell no shirts. But then I said, man, okay, what does that mean? That means that now my audience has shifted. You know, shout out to Shans, my avatar, is no longer that college student that wants to party. It's now, I'm making money. Let's look like some real deal money. So it's yeah. like, I got a $900 Gucci ring that's no bigger than this, $1,000. I said, man, I can't sell my shirts for 500 or my jacket for three bands? So anyway, you know, that's how I got to that. We've gone over time, but bro, I appreciate your time. Appreciate your value that you gave. I'm hop off real, real quick. This episode, don't know when it's going to air, but it's been another great episode of Montage Your Lifestyle. 
follow, like, share, comment, feedback by the books, Capitalist Trading Course. I'm Ben Two. All that good fun stuff. Catch y'all on the next episode. Get it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, like, and share.